The following information is intended for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect those of a Root Awakening International nor this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter nor a Root Awakening International nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result. Getting outside to enjoy the sun has become a complicated task. It's not just a matter of stepping outside and getting some rays anymore. We're very careful to slap on the sunscreen. After all, it's our first line of defense against UV damage, right? Well, maybe not. Dr. Mark Sorensen is the author of Vitamin D3 and Solar Power for Optimal Health and a new book, which we'll talk about in a minute, which includes more than 1,200 medical references on vitamin D and sun exposure. We're going to speak with Dr. Mark Sorensen today, and he's about to give you a health awakening. Welcome to The Health Awakening. I'm your host, Scott Laird. You know, sometimes we don't stop to think about things, things like the correlation between sunlight and skin cancer. I mean, what did our ancestors do without sunscreen and vitamin D supplements? They worked in the sun, and when they had enough, they retreated to the shade or put on a clothing or a hat. In 1900, we had approximately 75 or 80% of people working outside. Today, that is 5% to 10%. Yet dermatologists tell us that there has been a 3,000% increase in melanoma during that time. How can it be then that sunlight causes melanoma if we are spending more of our time indoors and yet melanoma is increasing? Yeah, and I, Dr. Mark Sorensen is the author of Vitamin D3 and Solar Power for Optimal Health. He is also receiving grants from the Vitamin D Society of Canada and the Vitamin D Foundation of America to research and promote vitamin D awareness. Dr. Sorensen, welcome to The Health Awakening. It's great to be here, Scott. Let's talk some sunshine. All right. Now, you mentioned uh, just before we started the show, you wanted to mention that you have a new book out. Can you tell us uh, what that's all about? Yes. The other book uh, talked more probably about vitamin D than sunlight. And I realized I made a little bit of an error there because sunlight is much more important. It produces many photoproducts besides just vitamin D, things such as nitric oxide that prevents heart disease and uh, other things that, that uh, give us a good mood, the lightness and brightness that vitamin D can't do, or at least can't do it immediately. So everything that I didn't cover in the first book on sunlight is covered in this one. That's why we call it Embrace the Sun. Now, I guess uh, vitamin D3 supplements are not everything, but I guess we'll get into that in just a minute here. But first of all, I wanted to ask you something. You, you gave me a very interesting uh, uh, stat that we wanted to talk about here. According to your analysis, there are approximately... 328 deaths from diseases that are associated with sun deprivation for every single death associated with sun exposure. So how do Absolutely. you arrive at those figures? <laughs> well, we took a look at the medical literature. We ran through almost everything that was available and took a look at the, the, the studies which had looked at sun exposure and, seen how they, and saw how they related to cancer, heart disease, and about 80 different uh, major diseases. And we found out that in almost every case, the more sunlight people got, 
the better they were in terms of uh, surviving those diseases, never getting those diseases in the first place. In fact, there was a study in Sweden done that showed over a 20-year period that women who were sun seekers actually went out and tried to tan when they could in a place like Sweden, get out in the sun, uh, even going to tanning beds and so forth. Amazing statistics because they found out that those women had half the risk of all-cause death in that 20 years as people who stayed indoors. Half the risk. So whatever the disease was, you had half, the, well, not everyone, but on the, in the aggregate, 50% um, of the risk of death compared to those who stayed indoors. That's an amazing thing. And even with the uh, much maligned tanning bed, the women who constantly used tanning beds during that 20 years had a 23% reduced risk of all-cause death. So where do we get this notion then that tanning beds of being in the sun causes skin cancer. Well, where are these stats coming from? Are they true or they're false? Uh, what's the story behind the story there? Okay, there's a couple things we have to differentiate here. Definitely if people are going out and, and uh, not covering at all and they're getting a lot of sun on the face and hands and so forth, the common skin cancer like basal cell and squamous cell carcinoma are increased. But those kill virtually no one and if you eat the right nutrients, you're probably not going to get those diseases at all. That's one of the problems we have nowadays, the deteriorating nutrition that we engage in all of the time. Now, with melanoma, this may surprise you, but uh, studies both here and in Europe, in fact, there are 14, 15 studies now show that indoor workers have about double the risk of melanoma as outdoor workers. If you work outdoors regularly, not going out and just frying yourself once in a while, but working regularly, your risk of melanoma, the deadly cancer, is going to be reduced by about 50%. Isn't that astounding, according to what we're told? But that makes no money. That makes no money for the people who are preaching the anti-sun message. So I guess the, the, the real danger then is being indoors and, like you said, frying yourself on the weekend so that your, your skin does not build up a tolerance, does not build up a tan. I think you told me at one point in the past here, we've known each other for a while now, that a tan is your best defense against melanoma. How does that work? Oh, yes, it is, because uh, the dark skin, take a look at African-Americans. African-Americans hard to get a melanoma because they have so much melanin that's being produced. Uh, and uh, it protects you from sun damage. And uh, so the Caucasian, the can-tan, uh, if he gets a nice deep tan, he also has a darker skin, which is a protection against melanoma. So that's really the, the easy explanation. A lot of dermatologists will not agree with that, but the fact is that the, the stat that you mentioned right off the top, back in 1935, about one in 1,500 people had melanoma, and they were all outdoors. Now it's one in 50. That's, a, that's like you said, that's a 3,000% increase in the risk of melanoma during that time. And it all makes sense. You take a look at a country like Australia who has had the uh, most sun protection quote for all of these years. Every year there's more melanoma that occurs there and more sunscreens are used. How does that add up? Goodness. It just keeps getting worse and worse and they keep piling on the sunscreens and so forth, which reduce your vitamin D and they also don't let the other photo products, many of them that are, that are also important, be produced by the body. And remember though, I'm not saying that it doesn't increase the risk of your common skin cancers. And what you do there is when you're out in the sun and it starts to get too hot, for goodness sakes, you put on a long sleeve shirt and a hat and uh, you get yourself out of it and then you go in and eat lots of dark cherries and broccoli and all of the protective antioxidant-type vegetables and fruits that can absolutely, dramatically decrease the risk of the common skin cancers. 
I know that uh, broccoli has a, a compound in it called sulforaphane, which uh, some skin uh, products are actually using now uh, because it is so good at protecting the skin, not protecting the skin, but allowing the skin to repair itself from, skin, uh, from sun damage. Absolutely. Sulforaphane is an excellent product. If you're going to use a product, I've never been really big on supplements, but uh, if you're going to use one, that's a good one. But uh, you know what? What's really the best thing? Eat a bunch of broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Mark, hold that thought. We got to go to a break here. We'll come right back to uh, the Health Awakening in just a moment here. We're talking with our guest, Dr. Mark Sorensen, about sun exposure and vitamin D. We'll be right back. Michael Rood's Message of Truth is broadcast all over the world, but none of it happens without the monthly financial support of our Ambassador Club members. And right now, membership has more benefits than ever. I'm giving into a ministry that is helping to feed other people that have the same hunger that I do. Join now, and Michael Rood will send you the Ambassador Club Welcome Kit, an exclusive messenger bag stocked with teaching DVDs, Red Sea Crossing cards, and more. You'll also receive ambassador-only bonus gifts whenever you make a separate donation to receive the monthly love gift. Best of all, you'll get ambassador-only sale prices in our online bookstore several times throughout the year. Plus, exclusive invitations to Ambassador Club functions at Arood Awakening events. All it takes is a modest commitment of $100 per month or an annual gift of $1,200. Call now or visit the Arood Awakening website to join the Ambassador Club. Welcome back to The Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with our guest, Dr. Mark Sorensen, about sunscreen and vitamin D, and specifically, broccoli. Now, uh, Mark, let's go back into our conversation there. We were talking about how uh, you're not so big on supplements, but you'd rather see people get the protective elements uh, against the sun from their food. I absolutely would. It's what we call, you, you, you're very familiar with holistic health. In other words, you eat the whole plant. You eat the whole cherry, the whole broccoli, whatever. You eat that, and then you get not only whatever the magic ingredient is, like sulforaphane, but you also get the fiber, the vitamin C, and everything else that broccoli contains. And I think the good Lord kind of put those together for us so that we have a whole plant that does every system of the body good. Why just settle for maybe sulforaphane and skin? Why not take the whole thing? That's kind of my basic uh, philosophy of nutrition. Now, speaking of skin, we've talked about the obvious uh, concerns people have about the sun and uh, skin diseases. Let's dive in a little deeper now. You had mentioned that uh, there is a risk of breast cancer associated with uh, skin or, or with a sun, sun exposure, that is, or not getting sun exposure. Can you explain that? Now, sun deprivation, now, one study was done in the southern states and found out that women that lived in the south, which gives them more uh, sun in the first place and also were out gardening and getting a lot of sun all the time they had compared to other people that stayed in 65 percent reduction in the risk in the lifetime of ever getting breast cancer that's not even the most important stat let me give you another one people in iran women in iran who are covering themselves all the time when you compare them against people who are getting out in the sunlight you find out that those covered women have 1000 percent of the uh, breast cancer risk. In other words, 10 times the risk of getting a breast, can breast cancer is people who are out regularly in the sun. So it's, it's big on breast cancer. Also young ladies who are exposed to the sun between the ages of 12 and, between 12 and 19, 
Those young ladies have about a 35% reduced risk throughout their life, regardless of what their sun exposure is after for that. But during their lifetime, they reduce the risk of breast cancer by approximately 35%. Now, do we know what's behind that? How, how in the world is the sun protecting women from breast cancer? What's the connection there? Well, one of the connections is vitamin D, which uh, inhibits uh, uh, sun damage in several different, or, or cancer in several different ways. It uh, primarily, it, it creates apoptosis, which is natural cell death. And uh, the great thing about vitamin D, however, is it, it only does that in the cancer cell. The rest of the cells that want the natural cell death as they get too old, doesn't touch them at all. Isn't that a beautiful system? We get what we're supposed to have and it takes care of the disease. They can't do that with the drug. They can't isolate to the point where they can treat a cancer like that. It's, it stops the cancer from spreading uh, and it does several other things, uh, vitamin D does. And there are probably others. We just know that when women get in the sun regularly, not burning themselves on a, you know, on a vacation or something, but getting the sun regularly and, and seeking the sun, well, 17 major cancers are reduced. Now, when people get in the sun, how do we know we've got too much? Where's that breaking point where we say, okay, we need to stop, and as you mentioned, put on a shirt or a hat or do something? Okay, that's an easy one. Just watch your skin or how you feel. Do you feel like you're too hot? You are. Immediately put on the, the, the hat. I like to use, when I'm hiking at 12, 13,000 feet in some of the Nevada and Utah mountains, if I start to feel too hot, that hat comes out. I even use a pair of uh, white gloves sometimes and a long sleeve white shirt that I had previously before I got old, worn to church or something. <laughs> and then, I go, then I go ahead and finish my hike and I'm protected by my clothing. Now they're telling you, oh, if you wear clothing, you still penetrate a little bit. So what? You know, uh, put some clothing on and protect yourself. That's the, God's way, I guess, or nature's way of uh, protecting us. Put on something. Go sit under a tree. You know, do whatever you need to do. That's the natural protection. Sunscreen is absorbed into your skin, creates all kinds of dilemmas uh, for your health and so forth, can even lead to a high uh, oxidation level and some cancers itself. Some sunscreens do. Big report by Environmental Working Group on that lately. Now, you mentioned that uh, heart disease and even multiple sclerosis are also associated with sun exposure. How, how does that happen? Well, uh, it happens because, um, like multiple sclerosis, it is an autoimmune disease. And it's, interestingly enough, sunlight and vitamin D uh, dampen the autoimmune response, both of them. Uh, sometimes it's shown that sun's sunlight, and we don't even know how it works beyond vitamin D, but when vitamin D levels are the same, the people who live closest to the equator, they're the ones that have almost zero multiple sclerosis. In fact, you have probably 100 or 200 times as much multiple sclerosis as you do in Sweden and the northern countries as you do in Ecuador. It just flat disappears there. And then guess what happens? As you go south and you get more cloudy weather, less time with bright, bright sunlight, and you get clear down to um, the end of, uh, let's say, South America, they have a lot of multiple sclerosis there. You know, it's, it's interesting. Sun that they get. It's interesting you should mention that. I remember seeing a study in Canada where I lived in Saskatchewan uh, specifically. It's one of the colder provinces in in Canada. It's right in there. right in the middle. Yes, and and MS is has the, there's the highest percentage of MS per capita in the world there, and it's because 
they don't get a lot of sun in, in winter. It, it's, it's an amazing thing. I can totally see that. Well, Mark, hang on. Uh, we'd like to bring you back for another segment yet. Uh, we are talking with Dr. Mark Sorensen about vitamin D and skin cancer and uh, sunlight and what's good and what's not. We'll be right back with more from The Health Awakening. If you're like most people, watching Michael Rood's teaching on this stage was enough. You gave a donation or bought the latest teaching from A Rude Awakening International. But what happens on this stage is just the beginning. Your support does so much more. Let me show you. When you make a donation or a purchase from A Rude Awakening International, you enable us to send free teaching materials to less fortunate people all over the world. You're also helping to supply all of the materials necessary to burn the DVDs and Blu-rays and to support the people who put them all together and send them out. In three, two, one. But before any of that can happen, your support does something else. This is our video editing and production department. Your support enables these professionals to use their talents to spread the gospel. Videos that gain and hold viewers' attention to understand the truth that they've been missing their entire lives. In fact, your donation does even more. All of the graphics you see on those videos, Michael Rood's famous biblical calendar, the newsletters you receive in the mail, and every email you receive comes from the communications department. Here too, your support enables these highly talented individuals to spread the gospel. And when you have a question about the Bible, or want to join the Ambassador Club, or just want someone to pray with, your support helps there too, employing our partner relations team, including people on the phones in North Carolina, Montana, California, and even Costa Rica. In fact, your support also empowers our entire international operations, promoting Michael's message in practically every Spanish-speaking country in the world. And it doesn't stop there. You're also enabling us to spread the truth throughout our operations in Europe and South Africa. So, the next time you make a purchase or a donation because of something you saw on this stage, remember that you're also supporting everything else that goes on backstage. Thank you for standing with us. Thank you. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with our guest, Dr. Mark Sorensen, about the impact that sunlight has on folks with multiple sclerosis or uh, actually avoiding multiple sclerosis. But there's another disease that affects a lot of women specifically in our society today, and that is osteoporosis. Mark, how does the sun affect those with osteoporosis? Well, again, we're looking at vitamin D there. Without vitamin D, you cannot absorb any calcium into your body at all. If you didn't have any, it just wouldn't work. People get a little even if their vitamin D is low, but you have to have it. Also, vitamin D helps us absorb calcium into the bone, not just in the gut to get in the blood, but into the bone. So it's very, very important. And uh, as you take a look on the map worldwide, you find out again, you poor folks live up there in Saskatchewan <laughs> and, uh, or did live there and, and even uh, farther north in the northern countries and so forth. Tremendous amount of osteoporosis because there's not a lot of time there with vitamin D. They have a short bursting summer where they can get some and then the rest of the year they're spending in the igloo or whatever it is, you know, at that particular point. Hard to get your vitamin D. And one of the, the, the more interesting studies shows that women in Spain who are constantly out sunbathing and getting their uh, vitamin D plus whatever else the sunlight may be giving them because there are a lot of other things. When they do that, they have 1-11, the risk of ever having a hip fracture compared to, to women who stay indoors. 
Now, if people are going to, to worry about a little old melanoma that's easily removed if it's caught earlier. And, uh, and anyway, sunlight prevents melanoma. People who are outdoors all the time have a fraction of the melanomas go indoors. So what, but osteoporosis, how many women have that worldwide? And how many women would like to stop it in its tracks? The answer is get out and sunbathe. That's the best thing that they can do. They'll get their vitamin D and they'll get everything else that the sun produces to help their health. You know, I think, Mark, you, you hit the nail on the head there with the two different, uh, going back to the skin diseases that people are so afraid of, that we really need to know the difference between melanoma and a basal cell carcinoma, because one is deadly, one is not. And as you've already said, the one that is not deadly is the one that uh, we get from having maybe a little bit too much sun exposure. Uh, yes, uh, the, the non-deadly one, if you get too much, it will increase it. Again, I always step away and say, but if you eat correctly, if you get rid of all of the, you know, high meat, you get rid of the high meat diet, you get rid of the high egg diet, the high milk diet, you get rid of the, most of these things and you start eating vegetables and fruits like crazy, you're probably not going to ever get a squamous cell or basal cell carcinoma because they're protected. And that also helps protect you against the big one, the melanoma. Hmm. So that is what we need to be aware of. They are different. Sunlight absolutely prevents melanoma if it's regular, but it does contribute, if the person has that tendency, it will contribute to the common skin cancers that you mentioned. Now, how about uh, just a regular day-to-day uh, -day mood? You know, we always feel good when we go to the beach or, or, or go to the park in the sun. Is there some science or, or is it just in our heads or is there something real happening chemically underneath our skin? Interesting you should ask that because just this morning I got a piece of literature and I haven't read it totally, but uh, as I recall, it was the people who stayed in the southwest bank of rooms who were depressed versus the people who were in the northwest or southeast bank of southeast, northeast bank of rooms. In other words, one was getting sunlight just through the windows, just through the windows, and they find out there was like a 29-day reduced stay in the hospital among those who were getting sunlight through the windows. That can have nothing to do with vitamin D, but there are other mood enhancers such as serotonin in the brain. That'll come right through the window and it'll bring your serotonin level up. You know, that's the same thing they use in the antidepressant drugs, anti-serotonin uh, uptake inhibitors. And so all you've got to do is get some light in your eye. That doesn't mean you should stare at the sun, never, never, never. But if you're outside and you're not wearing your shades, it comes in from whatever it reflects from, and the serotonin increases. In fact, serotonin, which is such a mood enhancer, is increased in some studies by 800% among those who are out in the sun all day long. Not all of us have the time to do that, but if they're out all day long, 800% in serotonin. Prozac can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so landscapers should be in a pretty good mood all the time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, lifeguards. <laughs> and lifeguards, yes. indeed. Now, yeah, as long as they're not, if you wear your shades, though, you've blown the whole thing. Okay. So if you don't... wear your shades when you have to stare in the sun, absolutely. I'm not telling people not to wear them, but when you can, you can just go, when you're facing away from the sun or the side or something, you kind of keep them off and let, the, let nature, let nature do its work on you and, and it'll bring your mood up. You know and I know, uh, particularly I would think you, uh, having grown up in Saskatchewan, when you first got that great spring day and the sun was really warm on your body, the second you walked out, you felt better, didn't you? Yes, you did. That is entirely true, yes. And, and that wasn't just because it's summer now or spring now. It's because you got your serotonin levels coming up and it also produces endorphins. And perhaps some of the latest studies are showing that it also may produce dopamine. All of these things are natural uppers that come from the body. 
Of course, they put them in drugs now like crazy. <laughs> and it also reduces blood pressure, does it not, sunlight? Yes, and that is due to a whole new uh, photo product that is becoming so important that, well, it's always been important. We know about it's important, called nitric oxide. Now, I don't know if you know about nitric oxide, but nitric oxide is a vasodilator. It lets your vessels move and bring in the blood that they need. And when you do that, the vessels relax, and of course, a tight vessel is a high blood pressure vessel, and it automatically reduces blood pressure. And of course, that blood pressure, high blood pressure, leads to heart disease. It's still nutritional primarily, but lead to heart disease also. So you're getting a, a double whammy when you get your nitric oxide in. That is marvelous. Now, this is something, I guess, uh, uh, it's okay, maybe yours is a family show, but I'm just saying, the problem with erectile dysfunction, I wrote a scientific paper on that, published in Dermatoendocrinology on vitamin D, but I should have been write, writing about sunlight and nitric oxide because it opens up vessels. I'm thinking that probably a trip to a tanning bed or a trip out in the sun for sunbathing will do just as good as any of those uh, anti-ED drugs because it will open up those vessels, lower your blood pressure, and uh, immediately uh, a man could perform. And really, that, that's just it, isn't it? Blood flow is everything when we're talking about the body. So being out in the sun helps your entire body because your entire body depends on good blood flow. Absolutely, and every single vessel in your body, every single artery is going to be relaxed and opened up through the sun. Some, one study showed that uh, I think it was about an hour of sunlight would lower both systolic and diastolic pressures by about 20 points and it, they held there for a while, but like an hour or two, they were still low, the, the blood pressures were low, then they would creep back up because really blood pressure is caused by clogging the arteries with junk, building heart disease and plaque and so forth. So we can do the sunlight and we can adjust the nutrition a little bit so we don't cause those problems. Boy, what a super thing, both for blood pressure and for the male problem we talked about. Excellent. <laughs> All right, thanks, Mark. All right, we'll be coming back in just a moment to wrap things up with Dr. Mark Sorensen. We're going to talk more about vitamin D and sunlight, and we'll give you some more information as to where you can find uh, information from Mark. We'll be right back with The Health Awakening. Michael Rood's Message of Truth is broadcast all over the world, but none of it happens without the monthly financial support of our Ambassador Club members. And right now, membership has more benefits than ever. I'm giving into a ministry that is helping to feed other people that have the same hunger that I do. Join now and Michael Rood will send you the Ambassador Club Welcome Kit, an exclusive messenger bag stocked with teaching DVDs, Red Sea Crossing cards, and more. You'll also receive ambassador-only bonus gifts whenever you make a separate donation to receive the monthly love gift. Best of all, you'll get ambassador-only sale prices in our online bookstore several times throughout the year. Plus, exclusive invitations to Ambassador Club functions at Arood Awakening events. All it takes is a modest commitment of $100 per month or an annual gift of $1,200. Call now or visit the Arood Awakening website to join the Ambassador Club. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Thank you for joining us today. Our guest has been sunlight and vitamin D expert, Dr. Mark Sorensen. Mark, tell the folks where they can find more information about you and the kind of information that you offer. Simply uh, sunlightinstitute.org. That's the website, and I post uh, 
there almost every week. Some type of blog, one or two blogs there every week. Later on, we've got Embrace the Sun, which will be sold at, sold at Amazon and every place we can get them to sell. It. <laughs> It'll be available, I'd say, four weeks right now. We're looking for the first to come off the press. Okay, so Embrace the Sun when you go to Amazon and make sure to spell Mark's name with a C, M-A-R-C, Mark Sorensen. All right. Yes. All right, thanks again, Mark. You can catch the replay of this episode and see our complete show schedule on michaelrood.tv. For more information about Dr. Sorensen, sun exposure, sunblock, and the importance of vitamin D, as he said, visit sunlightinstitute.org. We will see you next time for another Health Awakening.